everyone. Welcome back to the Progressive Gentleman Podcast. As always, we're your hosts. I'm Dan. I'm Matt. And thanks for taking the time to nerd out about music with us. This episode is sponsored by Eargasm Earplugs. Go to Eargasm.com. Use code GENTLEMAN10 at checkout for a discount today. Uh, we are joined by some of the gents in aviations today. Thank you guys so much for jumping onto the podcast with us. Uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, oh, oh, nice. Good representing choice. Representing the yeah. brand. Yeah, I nice. think I have some too. They're, Hell yeah. They're, Hell yeah. yeah. We appreciate the support, uh, and I mean, we've we've been using them for probably about what six, seven years now, and uh, it's pretty nice to uh, go to a show and not have your ears ringing when you leave. That's uh, it's 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 very nice. And my I will wife... say the one band that they can't handle is is Meshuggah. I did need a little oh, more. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you need the, but that's you need fair. The, you need the over the over ear ones for that. Yeah, Meshuggah. Meshuggah. Need like crazy. the airplane crew. <laughs> oh yeah uh if you guys wouldn't mind if you could uh just sort of introduce yourselves what role you play in the band uh that would be fantastic all right sam go <laughs> my name is sam i play guitar and produce Jared. okay that's <laughs> uh my name is richard i play piano and um mail stuff at the post office it's an important role. Shit, what's my secondary role if you probably got <laughs> so I was waiting. uh What's up? I'm James. I uh, play drums. Uh, and, yeah, I just play drums. See that? I don't. I don't need anything else. <laughs> I play drums. We, you and play, I play more drums. than one drum, so there you go. That's, That's true. Right. Yeah. I play yeah. drum. I play drums and cymbals. Is what you <laughs> oh, <there we> go. <laughs> need two roles. Yeah. yeah. There you oh, go. Man. Well, thank you guys for doing that. We appreciate it. Um, we like to start these interviews usually uh, asking a band about their origin story, sort of where they started and how they got to where they are today. Uh, a lot of times, you know, podcasts and stuff like that focus on the music specifically, but we like to get to the people behind the music. So if you guys wouldn't mind, we'd love to hear sort of how you came, you know, to where you are today, where you started from. Yeah, Richard, how did that happen? Well, back in 19 <laughs> Dickety 2. <laughs> <laughs> This is a good collection of folks because James and I uh, basically met at Berkeley and started this out of a lot of ideas that James had and I had time. And as students at Berkeley, when you have a little bit of time amidst a hectic schedule to write and make some music, then bands bands happen. So uh, <laughs> uh, that was the that's the, the very short version. But uh, a number of years later, James and Richard met online through mutual uh, music love of I think Tigran. Yeah, we posted the same the, uh, Tigran the video one. on the internet. So, like, we were like, I think my video it was entertain me, right? I think probably mine was first. <laughs> no, no, no. no. I, yeah, whoever, whoever was first. But I just remember, like, if you were watching Churd's video, like, mine would be in the related, and if you were watching mine, his would be in the related. So yeah. it was just like one of those things. I can't remember, like, how I think I had to like find you on facebook or something i can't remember how the reaction the the interaction happened after that but i just remember classic youtube meet cute those were yeah the yeah right you know? remember when youtube was a nice aggregate everything just went there you're right yeah, yeah right <laughs> very organic reach yeah yeah Mm. But yeah, that's the speedrun version of the the origin. Um, other members that are not here are also uh, Berkeley folks, aside from uh, Werner, who is uh, also a bassist in Monuments and is very busy doing Monuments related things at the moment, but uh, was also on our latest record and is awesome. But yeah, so lots of Berkeley boys and then Richard and Werner is essentially the, the but, combination. Yeah, <laughs> but everyone went to music school. Like they just weren't, we didn't like meet it's funny because I think we still met Werner at Berkeley because we were still like living in Boston and stuff. And then Churd came to Berkeley when we were still going to Berkeley to do music related things. Um, I can't remember if we were still in school, but we I remember we were using Berkeley Studios and stuff when Richard came up. But yeah, because it was that October when we did Sam's. That's right. That's right. Split. That's right. So it's like the final last year the last two semesters or whatever yeah final project of mine as a music production student at berkeley was to yeah, that's right record an ep and so i chose my friends instead of other people <laughs> <laughs> makes sense 
Very cool. Um, we will appreciate that. And we've we've heard your style of music referred to as like cozy metal. And we were curious, was that a title that was sort of self-imposed or was that imposed upon you on the fans? And how would you describe cozy metal? Take it away, Chard. That was the best decision I ever made. Yeah, it's self, <laughs> it was it was self-imposed. Um, and I think just because we were talking about when the light years was coming out, we were trying to describe like, hey, like, yes, we want to have some aggression because we still are a bit of a metal band, but like just trying to highlight the fact that we try and uh, tackle like more complex emotions, the sort of like happy, sad sensation or nostalgia or anything like that. You know, just like where it's, it's just a little more like intimate and, and then cozy. And so I think like as a joke, when I posted it on some progressive metal subreddit or something, I was like, Oh, for fans of cozy metal people are like what the hell is cozy metal that's not a thing like, I, 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 love that term. So, if, I love that term if phineas can coin mustache metal if, if they can yeah. have the mustache metal you guys can have cozy metal thank you and like when i when i hear the term cozy metal it kind of makes me think of like a record like altered state by tesseract or and i get shades of them in your style a bit here and there uh and uh, so basically where I'm going with this is what bands or artists would you guys credit sort of as your inspiration for your writing style and, and how you approach music? Like the 2010s core stuff is, is a big part of the sound when we were at Berkeley and all the uh, hype around periphery animals as leaders and Tesseract and uh, obviously us being a pluralization name band. Uh, all, all of those, all of those types of artists come to mind and that's, uh, you can find that kind of style all over our, our first album, which released in 2012, right in the, in the midst of it. Um, but I think we're a cool intersection, especially with James as like a primary composer songwriter person, which I don't think is the most common thing in the style of music. It's a lot of bedroom guitar player focused music, I would say, but, uh, James and his sensibilities, which you can talk to. Uh, a bit more about but um has just a, a another layer of that like nostalgia nostalgia core i think is another uh <laughs> adage to cozy metal that i think we've we've been yeah. using yeah um like so that's that's been uh fun to pull from and then i i pull a lot of influence from uh like dream theater and then also like the pop music side of things like death cab and uh, even you mentioned like the Paramours and Billie Eilish's earlier when we were chatting and, and yeah. that kind of stuff. And even just a lot of like post-rock and ambient stuff, like try to bring all of that soundscapiness and pop sensibility into, into metal. It's a cool collaboration or combination, I guess. Very cool. Yeah. I mean, listening to some of your music, you do get sort of that periphery vibe pretty heavy, especially in your early records and, um, but when you can listen to a song and get periphery, but then get like Coheed and Cambria a little bit from time to time, and then like it jumps into something that reminds you of like maybe like a deer hunter type band and then back into like a Tesseracty periphery type progressive metal thing. Like it's, it's cool to see sort of how, you know, diverse your music is, especially within one song, but also throughout the album. I mean, even bands like Issues like pop up from time to time in some of the songs that you listen to. So yeah, I was just going to say, it's like even within one song, not just like a looking at an album as a whole, like the kind of jumps between genres and like tidbits that you see, it's uh, it makes it very cozy. <laughs> I'm actually embarrassed that I talked about all these bands and didn't just list off Deer Hunter, Contortionist, uh, and Coheed oh, as like Coheed. my favorite yeah. bands, to be honest. <laughs> there's 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 a lot of Contortionist and Coheed and stuff on this wall, too. So big, big fan Hell yeah. uh, of all those bands. But um, jumping into your discography a little bit, um, your debut album, Declaration of Sound, is very well titled because I feel like it really establishes the sound that you sort of relatively maintain throughout your discography. But um, that debut record is one of the most polished debut records I think I've ever heard from any band. Uh, it's it, And I don't know, uh, another debut record that comes to mind would be a band like Native Construct, uh, Quiet World, which <laughs> ends up being the only record that they dropped. But <laughs> um and they're another boston band with berkeley roots so i guess this is a two-part question. Well, question and sam's brother played bass in that band and well, i toured shit. with that band well shit so <laughs> and then they were the our neighbors uh they were literally i was two seven two thirty eight and no sorry i was six thirty eight and and miles and gabe were six six seventy three six thirty seven 
So I was hearing. We got there. Yeah, dude, I was, <laughs> I was just I was, saying numbers. I, was, yeah. uh, I would hear the. Yeah, we heard chromatic aberration through the walls. Like for like months at a time. Well, I guess that answers my first part of the question, which was how familiar are you guys with Native Construct? Yeah, uh, so they, very. Yeah, they. Uh, we played a. We played a couple. We played more than one show together. I think, right? Yeah, yeah I was talking to my brother about the 2015 one. You played for them on tour, yeah? Yeah, yeah. We did the we did the Hour of the Sunlight Wings Denied Native tour with them. Um, and then yeah, that was uh, it was it was fun. That's one band I wish uh, didn't sail off into the sunset. That that record is so good. Um, but... You know what mine? What is, this, is, this is okay. You said tangents. Feel free to cut this oh, out. Bra- no, Means Brady. End. Means End. I wish yeah, we got a second dude. album from them. Holy dude, cow. You want to talk yeah. polished debuts. That one album was so good. Bass tone was amazing. Robert Luciano, great vocalist. Wish he was still doing more. Oh, that was the, that was the band. <laughs> yeah. Um, There's that one. Is, that, is it Sun Wukong? Yeah. They do that song. Oh, that song slaps so fucking hard. I'm gonna have to listen yeah. to that like as soon as we're done. Cause that <laughs> yeah. that middle part, dude, is like the stupid like all the like the jazz chord breakdown thing. Bro, get out of throw, town. And everyone throw, pretends to forget Corellia, but Corellia. Know. I was uh, gonna say I'd throw yeah. out Corellia and I'd also throw out Human Abstract. Mm. Uh both bands that I wish uh, were still making music. Dude, mm-hmm. I uh, Those are all good ones. I didn't realize that Jamie King, you're talking about Nocturne, right? Oh, dude, that album's so good. So that's the first time. one though, right? that's yeah, the first that's one first right? yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's my favorite oh, really? one yeah, 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 yeah. nocturne's yeah. their first then they did then they did midhaven or yeah midhaven which most people forget exists and then uh digital veil which is yeah. really good uh i did a record with jamie king a month uh, last Dude's summer genius. and he i didn't realize that he did nocturne and he was telling me like he's like yeah track the drums like two bars at a time and the vocalists didn't come in with any of the vocal parts written before and i was like ow it sounds so good <laughs> how do you just like do that it was sick i feel like he gets that a lot and he's just so nice he's just like all right we're doing it and yeah, dude. puts it together <laughs> and just makes it amazing vibe, such a vibe <laughs> nicest human yeah he's he's pretty incredible um uh, pretty much everything that dude touches is gold so uh have you guys ever listened to a band called others by no one by chance yeah we've played shows with we, them too with them too yeah. very cool yeah, yeah cool. that's that's another band that uh, I'm a big fan of. I think that some of the stuff that they do, but I wonder, okay. So the second part of my original question, and I think this ties into everything that we got going on here <laughs> is how much do you credit sort of your, your music education, your Berkeley experience with sort of your, your writing style and just in general, where you are today with, with music. Um, Cause it seems like uh, a lot of bands uh, with that same background uh, are very sort of, you know, polished and 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 have a lot not like exact similarities but um it, and also do you guys have a theater background at all uh or like or like or like ba- like band or anything like that because i feel like that's a lot of like another common thing with like all my friends were in band yeah <laughs> well i mean like i guess to, to tie into your initial question i would say like a hundred percent like going to berkeley is like kind of just the seed of this entire thing just not not even just based on the education <laughs> that's my alarm sorry uh, <laughs> uh i would say just based on like us like going there like regardless of the education part entirely yeah the experience um, just like meeting the networking aspect alone um is you know paramount there um because you know we, we like you know you mentioned native you mentioned others by no one you mentioned all these bands like all those things don't exist at least for me without going there um just because of you know how that net works where it's just like oh i know this guy so they know that guy and then we do this and then it just it sprawls out so fast when you're there um and it's like i mean at least for me like you know I I guess like for all of us who went to Berkeley, it's like, I still work with people from Berkeley, like every week, like it's a network that never really goes away. Um, and it's like, you know, connections for life. And then, you know, and then you put the education part on top of it, right. Where it's like, you know, we're learning like all the, you know, contemporary 
theory and and then you're playing with people that are you know the best from their town and and you know and so you're just constantly just like you know it's like you're it's like double xp weekend for four years straight like <laughs> that's basically what it is you know so um and i think that that uh definitely has a massive impact because it you know uh like you mentioned influences earlier you know oh, oh other than like obviously the big metal ones that we talked about all the other ones were bands that were also at berkeley because uh, everyone at berkeley that was a band was doing stuff that was like super sick but not what we were doing and we could still like pull from that and get influenced and motivated from the stuff that those bands were doing and i think that that's like that was uh more motivating for me than bands i was just listening to it's like every weekend there was a house party somewhere that like four berkeley band like it's a world-class show <laughs> happening in a fucking unfinished basement where we are probably all gonna get like you know lung cancer or whatever because <laughs> they're just disgusting basements and it's just like bands just like shredding their ass off so it was just like a lot of that but i think i think you know the music school stuff kind of has everything to do with it just because because of the network part of it there seems to be something about like networking in like musicianship where it's like a way more like tight-knit networking than like you would say like you know professional like business professional kind of like job fair type stuff i don't know there's like uh, some level of like camaraderie like uh my my one my dad's friend from work he plays bass in a band and like every time uh, we go to like see him play he's always like oh yeah this band like i'll talk about a band that i like and he would be like oh yeah i'm like played with their bassist or something and it's like how they're not even from this state like how would you have encountered that and it's like it seems like that kind of thread of musicianship kind of ties everyone so closely together yeah, yeah we've, a small uh, world thing too yeah you know? like especially once you're in a, a certain genre or whatever it's like yeah there's a lot of bands but yeah it's finite that's yeah. true yeah that is true i also just i just have to say like in the context of this conversation how much i hate the word networking and just like the the connotation because <laughs> like everything james is talking about is like we liked all those guys because they were our friends and we were doing stuff we were, well we we're all in the same boat and they had that level of camaraderie because of berkeley and i think a lot of bands have well now nowadays which is just kind of a weird transition to think about like everything james said is super valid for the time and now it's like i feel like every single like instagram guitarist like knows each other uh or, or like vice versa bands in this in the similar genre will have like a similar type of like oh and now well actually now they're all probably meeting up at nam while we're while we're here um <laughs> but uh yeah the networking aspect was more just because it, we were friends of everybody that was there so like we'll have those experiences for life because of our proximity to that like everyone is you know excited to go out and see like a, slip, a slipknot show or a sleep token but they're never going to see dent in the basement of oh, like oh, oh. uh <laughs> oh, gardner street or something yeah so like yeah just so much cool stuff was happening there and it, it was like right before like because it's like you know 2011 to 15 time so it was like right before like instagram was way more of like a home page and, and TikTok and all that stuff for yeah. like especially like uh musicians in our scene you know like the guitar player bands uh just posting online all the time for likes and views and stuff yeah anyway no, that's, no <laughs> I, I really appreciate it it's, uh, that that honestly makes me wish that i had that type of experience because that sounds incredible um would you say that uh in progressive music the camaraderie is is different that because you hear a lot of mixed stuff about like the music industry in general right and how it's like very cutthroat and whatever but it seems like a lot of times uh you know when you're talking to progressive bands or progressive metal bands progressive rock bands it's like it seems like a lot more of a brotherhood in progressive music than maybe other genres. Is that something that maybe you guys have experienced uh, in your time as, you know, a progressive metal, progressive rock, however you guys want to be categorized band, or is that, am I just sort of pulling, pulling from thin air there? Well, my two cents just sort of from what feels like the peanut gallery, because my, you know, the, the, the end of my point before is kind of like my experience with 
musicians nowadays is like almost entirely online because I don't get to play out very much. I'm not a person who is uh, touring in other bands for like a livelihood or, or whatnot. And uh, my band definitely, we take our time and are trying to work our way into, you know, bigger opportunities. But again, so much of it is, is online. Uh, so yeah, as far, like, I think it's easy to fall into the trap of like, uh comparing different genres and saying oh one's like more cutthroat or, or what whatever you want to refer it to as than the other but like we're all just music nerds trying to make it happen and i think if anyone has a, a a bad opinion it's probably just because they're in a bad place or they had a bad experience and probably didn't handle a situation the best and got the appropriate response as a result um you know like i, I kind of demonized the word networking earlier and uh, if you go into like trying to i don't know get on a tour or uh get some like free labor out of like somebody hey like do a guest solo on my whatever and then like maybe that communication doesn't go over well then you might you know i don't want to say make enemies but just you know that might not go very well so I feel like that's the only place where, and, and just aside from being behind a keyboard versus being in person, it's a bit easier to misconstrue things and have toxicity run, run kind of rampant. So, um, these are all kind of secondhand things I noticed in the general cloud of like musicianship online, but I wouldn't say like any genre that I've seen versus another genre is any more like, uh, rude or competitive. I'd say it's all like competitive and good fun. And that kind of, you know, we want to see each other's groups grow. Like I think a, a band like sleep token, regardless of if you had an opinion on their specific genre or not beforehand, it's like amazing to see something like that explode in the way it did. And we would want that for any band that isn't like our direct proximity, you know, Berkeley or otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, and it has been really cool. I, th I think a lot of, too, like, I mean, Sleep Token has brought sort of, and, and bands like Spirit Box and other bands that have sort of blown up, um, has brought sort of metal, progressive metal, progressive rock, progressive music into, like, the limelight a bit. Uh, they're played a lot more on, you know, Sirius XM Radio and things like that, like on these channels that are usually playing bands like Five Figure Death Punch and things like that. Um, so it's kind of been cool to see bands like that get propped up and i think that sort of has built a ladder for bands like you and and others in in the genre to sort of you know climb that ladder back up or up into sort of that same relevance um and speaking of like building ladders and things like that are there any bands that have sort of extended an olive branch to you and helped you out as you've sort of progressed through your journey as as a band um i mean i wouldn't say like like bands in general like you know like full or artists or yeah yeah i mean like like i guess just because of all the other stuff that we do you know like we are kind of always constantly asking for advice from people um so i think you know like when we worked with lassard like you know he's i feel like we're you know just with working with him like we're you know he's happy to ask and answer any questions we have and stuff like that and then uh you know, like other when I've toured with like other bands, like I I don't I'm never really like the guy who's like yeah check out my other band when I'm working with with another band. But if it comes up and it's something where it's like oh your other band's really cool if you ever like needs you know like stuff like that like that's that's happened um you know but I in terms of like the uh like musical like music side of things I don't think we ever really ask for any outside opinion because i think we like as long as it clears like us six i think we're we're happy with it um but but there's all but uh, you know any anyone we've worked with in, in any other band is always like really supportive of what we're doing um and you know like again like anytime something comes up that they uh think we're cool for they'll they'll you know they'll reach out to us for it so very cool um, and jumping into your discography a little bit more and talk, talking about Luminaria a little bit, uh, the record that you guys just dropped in 2023. Um, so good. Yeah, we, we personally think it's an absolute masterpiece. It cracked our top five uh, records of 2023, um, and there was a lot of good music in 2023. So um, I guess the question is, you know, you guys started out Declaration of Sound, a, a lot of that like periphery, periphery influence, and I feel like just to keep on with that cozy metal sort of 
you know, phraseology or if that's even a freaking word. Um, <laughs> it is um, now, but <laughs> we're, we're coining it just like cozy metal. We're coining phraseology. Anyways, Hashtag um, phraseology. I feel like, I feel like your music has gotten cozier as you've progressed through your discography. Um, how has your approach to writing changed, if at all, between <laughs> the first record and, and this new record? And, you know, is, is this sort of a, this is what we wanted to write kind of thing. Did you have sort of a designated trend? We wanted to do this, that, or the other thing. Did you see Sleep Token doing one thing and say you wanted to do that? You know what I mean? Just basically, how have you gotten from one record to the other, and how has your process changed, if at all? Uh, I mean, well, I'll let James talk a little bit, but I'll just underpin this by saying, for example, the well, technically the first track, Cradle, the one that it, the intro leads into, was a demo that I heard James working on when we were living together in the other room at Berkeley in like 2015. So that's awesome. That was demoed. Wasn't that demoed? Like, or no, I'm thinking of dizziness was demoed like a week after ADOS came out. Right. Is that, I mean, do I have those confused now? Okay. Uh, no, no, that, no, that's correct. I, I would okay, the only correct. reason I was I throwing always... that out there is, is to like dispel any, like, Oh, we heard, uh, yeah, X-Band no, doing this yeah, in yeah, like yeah. We take, January of 2023, we we, yeah. we take our time. <laughs> yeah, we take way too long to like do any like trend, you know, like chasing kind of stuff. Um, You'll see our sleep token cover in 27. Yeah. It'll, it'll be fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but I think generally the, the, the writing process has always kind of started with uh, either myself or Sam on guitar pro, um, just kind of doodling stuff. And, um, and once it kind of reaches a phase of, of like, it's a full song in some semblance of an arrangement, uh, you know, we'll take it to, uh, real instruments and start demoing stuff out. Um, and, and I don't, I don't think that process has really changed. I think we've just gotten a little bit more particular and then, kind of more clever about it um especially too since we're like getting older and we have more resources like you know i i will never demo any of our stuff with fake drums because i run a studio for my job so i'll just record it there and then we'll do that and and you know richard's got a full piano set up at his house so like we can get our demos to sound pretty close to like what we're envisioning for a final product um and then i also think uh you know the the vocal writing process has gotten uh you know even easier over the years i would say uh sam and adam have kind of created a pretty good rapport um i would say that the the one i guess advancement or level up since like the start of the band is, is mostly just like at least in my opinion it's it's like adding richard um just because like oh. you know the piano like anytime anytime you look at something for the band and it's like oh the piano's sick i wouldn't hear that in a in a band and it's like you know not only is that true but it's also like you know who else is going to want to well one like no one else can play the parts that he plays just from a technical standpoint and then also too you have to find like where else is there going to be like a piano nerd who wants to be deal with our in bullshit a, in a metal band? You know what I mean? So it's like, like it, 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 Richard's a one of one in terms of like really cares about like the minutia of like, like the amount of studios I had to call to find like the specific piano Churd wanted to record the record on was hilarious, but it's like, it's probably like kind four of, whole studios. It was, it was like 10. Oh God. I'm giving shit. But but it, but but like I'm I'm down with that, you know, because it's like you're you're not gonna, you know, the you know any other band is just gonna use like you know some fucking MIDI library and like yeah the part will come across, but I think like just having the extra human with like the the intent being there, I think really adds a lot more than just like some warm body to play the part. Um, so I think. And then also too, just having him here as another person who plays music, who has ideas that are sick, um, we would really benefit from that. Yeah, yeah Luminaria especially. Yeah. Hell yeah! And honestly, I, the, I think, the, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just saying, just to deflect from Mila, but I think just like the, the general <laughs> idea of things that have changed from album to album is that there's more people involved now because we have six of us, and you know, 
like for, for Luminaria, we all got together at my house when I was living in Tennessee at the time. And like, we got to be in a room together for a week. Once a lot of the original, like sort of guitar pros were in some state where it's like, Hey, let's all get together in a room and fight about this. And, <laughs> and poop, you know, like, and that was five years ago that we did that. We did that before COVID. Um, I remember a fight that turned into my favorite section. Yeah. You know, it's just like, so that, that sort of stuff where that's, what's changed is, is that yes, we have more warm, warm bodies to play live instruments, whether it's me or having Werner as a permanent bassist and all that, but also then those people can start infiltrating the actual writing at some point, you know? So Werner's got cool bass lines that he was like, Hi guys, I want to have cool bit. I can't do it. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> <So cool. laughs> you know, the hey guys wasn't bad, and then it just tanked. That. But you know, um, yeah, so like, he gets he gets his input, and it's like, oh, he's he's putting his his thumbprint on it a little bit. And I, you know, my thing is, hey, what if we had more chords? And <laughs> how, much, how much can I force that into a song? So, you know. and we say cool. yes eighty percent of the time. Hmm. <laughs> It's cool and, too, like with having six people, like that could get like too many opinions, you know, like too many cooks spoil the broth kind of thing. But like for you guys, that's not the case. Like it works well, fantastically, case in point of the new album. It's, you it's notice not that the, it takes 10 it's years. Not the, it's it's not the case, it, at least in the final product, it's not the case. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think we, we, we do a pretty good job, or at least I think now kind of like having uh, stepped away from it and then just based on how things have been working post the record, I think we kind of have a good kind of funnel figured out where it's just like, like I'm, I'm generally the guy, like the idea starter guy and Sam is generally the idea finisher guy. And then, so like, if it's a, like a funnel, I guess, like I'm the kind of the start of that funnel. And then it, it all like pass things around to everyone except Sam. And then once I think like everyone else has gotten like their thing on it and then I'll send it to Sam and Sam will be like, this is fucking terrible. Why did you waste my time? And then he'll just redo the whole thing and then it'll be great. So that's <laughs> yeah. I'm just the Gordon Ramsay of the group. Sorry. Yeah. It's very mean. Yeah. yeah. Sam's just over here with his hex clad pots and pans, just beating the shit out of us all the time. <laughs> How do you burn the bloody broth? That was close. It's fucking raw. <laughs> what are you? An idiot sandwich. Yeah, nice. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's awesome. to, to bring, to bring the focus back to the piano too. I do think honestly that, that addition to sort of everything else that's going on, the blend of different styles and, and, you know, the the genre sort of differentiation just across the board everything is just it makes everything sort of sound refreshing and new in a in sort of a progressive metal metalcore world that's becoming sort of very like like the same like a lot of bands sound the same these days i feel like you guys really set yourselves apart uh with your sound and remain super accessible because of that it's it's interesting to see a band be so complex yet so accessible um and and i mean that's that's sort of the recipe in my opinion for for a band that sort of springs into sort of the mainstream like a sleep token or a or a spirit box that did so like i genuinely feel like there's there's big things uh in the future for you guys because i mean the music you guys write is um, incredible so definitely thanks man to that but well, thank you on on top of all of that so we just recently interviewed a band called crypto deer i'm not sure if you guys are oh, familiar I James, yeah i actually uh i i didn't realize it until after. <laughs> oh dude that band's so sick uh i didn't realize it until after the show but i was standing next to mike at the last uh deaf heaven show uh mike in, is so cool dude i love queens mike. Yeah, they're they're awesome. We we hung out with them a couple times. Uh, they came through Pittsburgh not too long ago, and we we got to sit down and hang out with them a little bit. And then we got them to jump on the uh, on the podcast here recently. Yeah. But one of one of the things we talked about with them uh, was the fact that a lot of times, especially in progressive music, uh, really good album artwork is like a tell that the music is going to be incredible. Um, <laughs> And, and that's one thing that we've sort of, that's actually how we discovered you guys, to be honest, um, oh. rolling through, Hell yeah. we, saw, we saw the, uh, retrospect cover and we were like, this is going to be fucking incredible. Uh, and it was, and then we listened to it through your discography and instantly became fans. But did you see uh, the clock? 
I did see the clock. Did you notice? <laughs> <laughs> it looked really hard. <laughs> uh, I, for a second, I was like, is there a, a hidden clock that you're referring to? Or are you just talking about the one clock? right in the yeah. middle? We've really, no, no we've comment. really stepped up our game from oh, the, the flaccid plane that's on the front of the first one you know we've really upgraded <laughs> since then secret and the the luminaria that cover is also incredible so are, are the art is the artist the same uh how did that come about uh and do you or do you agree like does that seem like a pretty are we on to something there with the guys in crypto dira i'll just say like i, I won't confirm or deny uh i, I think art is subjective in all forms, blah, 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 you know, just save myself there. <laughs> Table set. All right. So, um, but from, from our experience, I've actually had folks message us, uh, directly saying like, uh, even the light years album cover was like something that drew them in, uh, one father and his, uh, he said, my, my son and I listen, so I'm assuming he's younger and not like <laughs> our age. Um, was like, yeah, it's true. It's almost impossible but uh it's interesting just a tangent real quick uh mike actually said that i think it was his dad that like was he he his dad like always had a, like a larger music budget would always go through and he would buy records just based on the album artwork and that his dad introduced him to a lot of like metal bands so it could have been an older guy you, you don't huh? you well, that's know. well that's how it used to be right with all, with actual records going to the store you see a cool cover that's like the way to be it that was the other version of like the loudness wars or now if it's streaming and it comes on rotation you wanted to be louder but anyway um just saying that cover got us some plays and uh luminaria for example for me i i actually noticed the cover before anybody else to backtrack which is just a bizarre way to frame it because that house that we filmed our first two single music videos in um, is the house that's on the cover. And I found that house by searching on Airbnb for houses to, you know, shoot in, but also filtering them for houses that had uh, baby grand pianos in them so that we could get Richard <laughs> set up. Sweet. And that happened to be in New York. So great proximity to us and just like, that cover was the exact angle that you, you would see it on the listing. And it was just like this old Victorian, I believe is the right uh, style. Um, and it just like was a vibe immediately. So when it came to talking about album covers, we had all these different concepts to try and keep the cozy vibe. Like you said, like we care so much about the music. We want the artwork to speak this as speak as loudly, I guess. And at the, in the end it was like, well, what should we put on the covers? Like, Oh, just, the house of course <laughs> it's where we stayed it's got the whole vibe so yeah that's kind of the the quote-unquote backstory i guess behind it but yeah we were we're very happy with how the art came out um i'm gonna butcher his uh name but uh his last name but florian uh, will put his handle in the show notes or if that's even possible <laughs> um yeah, definitely possible. super yeah. cool guy fantastic yeah the artwork is incredible so definitely shout him out um and so moving on, and we're just going to, this is this is a question that we've been asking bands that we've been interviewing the last, you know, couple months here, uh, because it's the end of the year slash beginning of 2024. Uh, and we, we gave you a little bit of a warning here, so we're bringing it up now. Uh, <laughs> is there a particular album in 2023? I guess you could say your own, but I feel like that'd be cheating and that's kind of a cop out. Oh, yeah. So I would say, I would say, def, you know, maybe try not to do that, but what was your album of the year in 2023? They all J suck. James first with the hot hot takes. I don't have hot. What do you think I have these hot takes for, man? God. Uh, I just got to make sure I got the name right. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's band Tiger Cub. Put out a record called The Perfume of Decay. Um, I don't know if anyone's listened to this band. Uh, they're uh it's just like one of the coolest things about living in new york city uh was like i felt that uh, on title they do the new release thing and they were in like my similar artists or something and i listened to it and it's like they're they're definitely like hip to the metal thing because their their uh pre-show music was mashuga and they're not like they're like a pop grunge kind of thing uh oh, but they're definitely like hip cool. they're like hip to it but they're like they're a bunch of norm like so I, I saw i 
pulled up the band and was like, oh, this is sick. And then realized that they were playing in New York like three days after. So I was just like, all right, we're just going to, like my fiance and I just went. And because I, I had no idea. I was just like, I don't know where they're from. I don't know what they look like. I don't know. I don't know anything. And then we went to the show and it was like a bunch of normal people. It was really weird, but they play like, <laughs> like the dude plays like a baritone, like drop B guitar. Like the, the shit's heavy, but, but the songs are really good. Um, so yeah, that's, I, I don't know the, the, the songwriting is just sick and the riffs are pretty tight and the dude's voice is really killer. The, the cool thing about this. The cool thing about when we ask bands this is we almost always end up discovering a, a new band from this. Yeah. Uh, like from uh, from mm. uh, we interviewed uh, Caligula's Horse and discovered a band called Exploring mm. Bird Song, which was pretty sick. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I kind of figured probably somebody here would, would know them. They're, they're, they're incredible. That's, they got that's a another, pianist. Yeah. I was going to say, that's another band with, with pretty impressive uh, uh, mm-hmm. piano there. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I mean, I feel like every episode we do when we ask this question, we end up discovering something new. So that's going to be one to definitely check out. But uh, yeah, uh, Sam, uh, any whoever, whoever, anyone want to go next? <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, I, I'm tr- yeah, again, I was looking through because as a band who makes music with our head in the sand, <laughs> working on our own stuff, it, it's it's tough to keep up with everything, and so much cool stuff came out, but. Um, here, I'll throw one out that might just be different from the list because I did like that Paramore record a lot. I just think the vibe of it is really, really cool with the direction they're going since like After Laughter and all that stuff. Um, but uh, Enter Shikari did put out an album this year. Uh, oh, was it uh, Kiss for the Whole yeah. World? Yeah, just yeah. that pop element with all the grunginess and like hyper, hyper rock EDM stuff. Yeah, it's really just a fun super fun band and they're like something i aspire to be live even though i could never jump around as much while playing <laughs> our technical music so yeah like that, that was that one impressive was up there to see see you guys play the on the technical level but then also like having that crazy like sprinting stage. around like, yeah british jumping bean whatever <laughs> bring it back to like early early 2000s start spinning the guitar around and shit you know well we just got to give richard like a one octave synth that he can just run around with and play the I'm leads not play too guitar. I'm not yes. <laughs> no just a baby synth not a guitar just, he's literally holding it yeah bring back bring back the crab core that was always like my favorite crab attack core. Attack video is oh, the one where he's God. got the tiny little synth. He has like a micro cord or something, and he's just like <laughs> doing the, the the deepest. It just looks so silly, like tiny piano, big dude. Like I don't know. I just <laughs> that's I awesome. Can't. Yeah, we're all getting in our thirties. It'll be a crabby core or something. I don't know. Cranky core. Cranky core. There we go. We <laughs> got there. Diddy core. All right, Troy. What do you got? Um, Let's hear it. Okay, if you would ask me, December fifteenth, what my album of the year was. I, I wouldn't have answered what I'm about to say, but then really late contender. Cause I think like we did a stream for aviations where we talked about like, Oh, you know, here was our songs of the year. You know, we were James, Sam and I shared this and I hadn't found this album yet. So, <clears throat> uh, press to enter. I knew it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Sam knows that I've been obsessed <laughs> with, um, they're a Danish, that's it. Frog metal band. This is their Danish. <laughs> yeah, a delicious dessert. All right, cut out part of that silence so that this becomes a better sentence without the pause. Sorry, Sam. Um, we don't. We don't have those uh, those technical abilities, so okay. it's remaining. Uh, uh, it's called so From Mirror to Road, and if you want to talk like super polished debuts with debut complexity, yes. but accessibility, they've got it in spades. Um, that's that's my story like Damn. the song frozen red light is the song that i wish the aviations would make because they have an awesome key change for the final chorus like they did they're bringing it back and um they wouldn't let me do that on luminaria for any songs <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah great what, band what would it have been just out of curiosity on december 15th um probably like the carmen jaka skills uh skills ep uh, yeah. no that's an ep not an album doesn't count doesn't okay count. <laughs> yep not a real band, <laughs> not a real band. Uh, <laughs> that's not real music yeah. <laughs> not enough music 
<laughs> um, I don't know what else did I have on my list of that top five back then. Maybe like uh, the Ovet LP. I, I I probably can pull it up, dude. I got your yeah, playlist. Yeah, no, right I here, just dude. checked it out. I mean, well, that, while he's got, pulling it up, yeah, uh, the the Press to Enter stuff was mixed by Adam Bentley as well. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And Joey Izzo is on a, is on a song too mm. and all that. So yep. it's you know. Very but you gotta cool. check it out it's so good oh definitely checking it out yeah that, that did not hit my radar who yeah. mixed a lot of luminaria is why i brought that up yeah yeah very <laughs> sweet and just yeah. everything else now we've got the we got some post episode homework <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah uh homework's due next week uh and then feel free to message me and be like dude you were so right i honestly did that he's asking if you validate thing. I did. I did that exact thing to Jim Gray uh, from Caligula's Horse because he's the one that introduced us to Exploring Birdsong, and I've literally yeah. I've had that EP on repeat since. Is it still on year. your uh, your vinyl stand? Is that? Oh no, I was I was show? listening to Great Misdirect. Oh okay. Because mm. <laughs> you have taste. Absolutely. You too are man of culture. You too. Ah yes, we meet again. Oh, so this man. is where you tell every other podcast uh, guest now that uh you know. This, this random band of uh what's it uh aviations i think they're pretty they're pretty yeah, solid again they're all right it's fly right. plane fly oh we <laughs> I, whenever whenever uh whenever mike from uh crypto Dira brought up the album artwork thing i did drop you guys and that i was like oh. yeah, av aviations so nice did you see the clock <laughs> I, I did i didn't ask him if he saw the clock i'll shoot him a message after this just to, just to make, make sure, sure he, he saw, saw the, the clock. clock we can point him to the clock and give mm. him there's I'll, not a clock on the luminaria artwork is there oh shit Good night, everybody. <laughs> Next time you see us while we're wearing tinfoil hats, I couldn't find yeah. the clock. It's uh, a great shirt idea. That's the next uh, next round of merch. Do you yeah. see the clock? It's just the art, and then <laughs> can you see the clock? Uh, uh, well, before we actually do say good night to everyone here, uh, we want to throw the sort of you know the balls in your court now. If you have any announcements you want to make, whether it's uh, touring, uh, new music, even though we just got a new record, so I don't anticipate that to be the case. But, but that would be sick, is, though. sweet. Uh, <laughs> you know, anything. You just got an album. Here's another one. Are you guys cold during this cold snap that we've been having? Why not purchase a genuine Aviation's hoodie? <laughs> they're in my house ready to ship i am the post well shit <laughs> see yeah, richard i've been a bit uh it's been a bit nipply up here uh do, do, do they oh. come in my size oh gosh yeah we have from very small to very large what about schmedium do you got schmedium <laughs> yeah we don't have a lot of schmediums there's not a lot of schmedium people in this world anymore <laughs> that sounds incredible and at an amazing price as well yeah <laughs> You want, to, uh, you want to try well, one on and uh, show it? Yeah, do, you, do you want to, like, just, you know... The, uh, <laughs> for everyone listening, you could pretend we're holding one up for you. I'm, show us your wares. We'll, we'll throw yeah. the hoodie in po into the video okay. and post. Sorry. My pitch was small and stupid. Let's We'll have the others. But we'll definitely... Uh, larger news. We'll definitely link your, uh, you know, all of your socials and, and you know the link to the, the band store and all that fun stuff too so anybody who wants to buy the record buy a shirt buy a hoodie as we as we know that are currently in stock in abundance um there are shmediums <laughs> and they shmediums? do have shmediums for everyone who was looking for that elusive shmedium hoodie <laughs> the shmedium v-neck nice. t dude gotta have it oh deep deep v deep v, deep v dude v oh. people like v-neck hoodies <laughs> deep v hoodie you can, you can definitely hoodie you can is, corner that's the a deep move. v hoodie market it's as yeah. unstylish as it is inefficient yeah. <laughs> um sorry, well i don't know if you're trying to keep your arms warm but also let everyone know that you have sick chest hair i guess it would be efficient <laughs> at doing that yeah that is yeah. that's de there's definitely a market for that I, yeah, I'm, I'm simultaneously it. shivering and sweating right now, so I think I'm, I'm in the market <laughs> for that. <laughs> um, I think only thing we really is, uh, you know, on the on the grind of please buy merch because uh, we're going on tour in May uh, with Wheel. Um, beep, beep, beep. Sorry, I don't have my soundboard on. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, uh, <laughs> missed opportunity. Wheel. But uh, it'll be like pretty much the whole month of May. Um, I think dates are supposed to be announced uh whatever the next monday i think it's next monday or this friday i can't remember um monday and uh, then 
Yeah. By the time well, if you're hearing was, this, yeah, this tour, this good old tour was announced. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, right. So. And you can though, buy tickets. So. We'll be and uh, then buy merch. Yeah. Yes. Well, no, buy the merch first, please, and then buy more merch. <laughs> okay. <'Cause>... Yeah. <laughs> buy the merch. Then buy a ticket. Buy then a come ticket. to the show. Buy more. And buy, buy some more merch. And then buy more merch. <laughs> yeah. We don't need and to then, eat. That's a... And then put us up in your house. Well, if you're coming order. to Pittsburgh. For free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And food. We'll uh we'll be sure to post uh, the tour information as it's released, uh link to tickets and all that stuff. So uh yeah, if you're if you're listening to this currently, we probably already posted it. We'll post it again when we drop the episode as well. But uh definitely, you know, hopefully at some point you guys come a little closer to us. We'll see, uh we'll see if we can swing any of the dates on that on that tour. I'll come but... play in Pittsburgh for you. Bring it. Sweet. Bring your, yeah. Bring it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm in Ohio, so I'm probably the closest. I got this little shitty keyboard here. You can, you know, you have to, you know. Perfect. <laughs> Small is shitty it, keyboard. Are, is it, keys are the keys max. weighted? Are the keys weighted? The unweighted keys. Is it a, is it a schmedium or is it it's a... It's a schmedium <laughs> keyboard. It's a schmedium. Oh, so it's a 61 nice. key. 61. Ah, yes. It's the yeah, I don't Phoenix even, I think it's a 48 key. 48 key. Ooh, 48 that's nice. Key. Yeah. That is I a schmedium for sure. I don't use those ones that are far away so yeah that's perfect all right fantastic so we got the equipment so we're good we're uh -huh. already set um <laughs> well, no, show that's awesome. at dan's house <laughs> yeah bring we'll back, bring house, back shows. The house shows that's what you wanted hell yeah absolutely hell yeah. just not your house sweet <laughs> well cool uh definitely looking forward to that uh seeing you guys out on tour hopefully we can make it if not obviously anybody who's listening to this make it and rub it in our faces that we didn't get to go um and yeah i mean is there anything else you guys like to announce before we sort of sign off here we'll make new music eventually that's yeah, right. yeah <laughs> that yeah. is that's key that's key that's important you know we, we definitely want to want to know that you guys are going to keep uh, keep on going and uh, i feel like you guys have aged like fine wine with your music, uh, you know. We've aged like a fine Josh. Josh memes are on the rise. If you haven't, <laughs> God, dude. holy shit! Another, another look. announcement. Another announcement. Josh <laughs> yeah, memes. Sorry. Very important. Like announce. Yeah, invest in Josh memes now. Invest <laughs> in Josh. Oh man, we need a Richard channel on our Instagram for, for announcements only. <laughs> Coming updates. Oh, Come shit. hang out on our Discord. Yeah, that's oh, a, that's another too. important one. We, yeah. we we try to stream uh thursdays at 6 p.m eastern on our oh, twitch cool. channel as well so if you want to get the latest on those hit up our discord but uh you know find us on on instagram as well basically anywhere social media is aviation's band or at aviation's band is where you're gonna find six mm -hmm. confused looking gentlemen who look <laughs> like like not super edgy but like kind of kind of metal no not really at all james makes up for all of it um because right. <laughs> of <laughs> length of <laughs> you guys you guys still have the modern progressive metal look you know that's that's how dare you <laughs> <laughs> did you just assume my, my yeah, genre no, no no not that I'm just like, you guys have the modern progressive metal look like it's such like derogatory you know? and on that yeah. and on that offensive note uh yeah <laughs> we'll we'll be sure to link everything uh social media and everything everybody listening please go follow aviations everywhere that there is to follow uh buy a t-shirt buy a hoodie buy a record go see them on tour um and you know from me and matt thank you guys so much for listening and we'll catch you on the next one and thank you aviations for joining us yeah see thanks you guys. guys hell thank yeah. you guys